All right, everybody, welcome in to another episode of Load the Box. This week's episode, taking a look ahead to the T-Shout and Hat game uh, that we have in Detroit, one of three remaining uh, away divisional games the Vikings have to close out their season. Um, of course, they also have the Giants and Colts in there. But this week, just talking about Detroit, just talking about whether or not the Vikings clinched the division on on Sunday because that is what's on the line. Uh, it's going to be a, a – it feels like a big game. Like it fe- and it's weird because it's Detroit and it's late in the season. So usually at this point we kind of assume we're going to beat Detroit, but then we lose to them anyway, right? So that's kind of the – that's historically how it goes. Um, joining me as always, Will Goodwin. Uh, Will, how are you feeling about the the shirt and hat game? It's an exciting one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of a there's a lot of different storylines that you know if you really wanted to break it down and and get all minutia get into the minutia you could. And I mean, T.J. Hawkinson going back to the to the Lions, facing them for the first time since his departure. Um, K.J. Osborne and Kirk Cousins are going home, so there's that. There's obviously just divisional road game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. The Lions are on a little bit of a mini streak right now, winning four of their last five. So um, there's a lot on the table, a lot of different factors going on, and it's it's definitely not your typical ten and two versus five and seven type game where you know the ten and two team is favored. In fact, Detroit is favored in this game by two and a half points. So maybe we'll start there, Jordan. What what do you think makes this such a strange sort of the Vikings are going into this as the underdog with a five-game lead in uh, in the division over their opponent. Well, I think what we're seeing is the the Vikings continue to either win very close games or they get blown out, right? And that's kind of been that's how the the season has went, um, except for you know the week one win against Green Bay. So. Um, yep. I, Detroit's playing really good football. I think they're on a – is it a five-game win streak that they're on, or is it just a four? Uh, four out of their last five. Is it – okay, so four out of the last five games have, have been uh, Ws. Jared Goff is playing some really good football. It's in Detroit. And the gambler in me, uh, he, you know, if you go back and watch Monday's show, uh, the post-game show for the uh, – who did we even play on Sunday? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Thank you. It, seems like um, forever ago. it feels like a millennium ago. Um, if you go back and watch the post game show for the Jets, we kind of touched late in that show about how Detroit opened as as one point favorites, I believe, and now it's up to two and a half. So hearing that the line has moved that much, that means a lot of money is coming in on the Detroit Lions, which means. You know, either one, the public does not like the Vikings. And when I say the public, I mean like 90% of the public. Oh, it means that there are some high rollers uh, in certain deserts in the middle of the country or towards the western middle of the country that they uh, they put a lot of money on this game. So I think those, the line always shows me a lot of, of how a game's going to go, but... Um, you know, the Vikings have, have been uh, what does O'Connell call a situational masters. Um, they've they've showed that all season that they they aisle that. So I, we'll see where we're at come, you know, 15 minutes to go in the game. I'm, I, if it's close, I think the Vikings have the Lions right where they want. Um, but the Lions do have the 
that potency on offense. They can boat race yeah. you. If you do not come yeah. out and stout hot, they, they can jump out really quick. They're a very dangerous offense. And I want to get your take on this Lions offense that's really been clicking as of late. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting sort of team because their defense is terrible. Um, they are ranking – they rank last in the league in about every category um, when it comes to yards, yards per play, points allowed, um, points per drive. It's just – it's a really bad defense statistically. Um, <clears throat> but in the last – you know, in the last few games, they've only allowed 20 points per game. So in this little five-game mini streak that they have going on. So – their defense is improving, at least, you know, de- depending on how you want to look at it. The offenses they played haven't exactly been potent, but nonetheless, allowing 20 points a game or 19.8 to be exact is nothing to sniff at. So um, the offensive side of the ball, that's really the story, though, right? I mean, they, like you said, they're potent. They put up 40 twice this season, uh, 31 and above a handful of more times. Um on the season, they're averaging, you know, in the 27-ish range, I believe. But in the last five, they're averaging 24. So um, it's a really – it's or sorry, in the last in the last five, they're averaging 28. They're, they're a very explosive offense. Um, they got playmakers everywhere. It's, it's, it's such a strange situation where you know, normally the Lions are the doormat, but this is a Lions team that – frankly has just not been able to finish games and that's kind of where why they're sitting at five and seven they're in a way they're kind of the vikings of 2021 (laughs) um like the the vikings last year were six and eight and one score games the lions this year are two and five i mean frankly that's kind of the difference between the vikings this year and the lions this year is one score games the vikings have been able to finish them the lions have not and you know there's your there's your separation in the division so this offense is is potent almost everywhere. Um, losing Hawkinson hurts them a little bit at the tight end position. They have had some decent, you know, fill-ins from the guys who have stepped up and to replace him. But, the, you know, the real headliners, DeAndre Swift, um, Josh Reynolds had a big game against us in week three. Um, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown, we don't need to <laughs> talk too much about him. He's, he's electric on the outside. He had the he's game over against good. the Vikings last year. Um so, I mean, they got playmakers everywhere, and Jared Goff has done, for the most part, a really good job getting the ball out to them and limiting his mistakes for the most part. And so, I mean, really, if you're if you're the Vikings, you cannot you cannot have some sort of clunker to start the game defensively because you could find yourself in a deep hole. Um, the last thing I'll just say on this, you know, this this little five game stretch that the Lions are in that we've mentioned a few times here is really sort of what I'm trying to look at as like a microcosm of what this team is right now. Um, Again, you know, with the caveat that they're playing maybe a lower tier of opponent, nonetheless, they're four and one. Another thing that I wanted to point out with that is on the season, they have 14 turnovers, um, which isn't honestly that many, but in this last five game stretch, they've only had three and Jared Goff has only had one. So that's a big part of their success. They've, they have taken the ball away from their opponents. They have nine takeaways and then only these three turnovers. So they are keeping the ball and they're taking it away. And that enables their explosive offense to go up and down the field like they have been um, most of the season. So the Vikings will have their hands full. This isn't the Patriots offense. This isn't the Jets offense. Some of these sort of, you know, water pistol offenses we've seen in the last couple of weeks. 
I think what's so dangerous about their offense, specifically in the matchup with Minnesota, is we and maybe it's going to change. Maybe Donatel will have some wrinkles thrown in after after you know we beat them in what was that week three, um, but. We, if we're gonna let them take what's underneath, their wide receivers are so dangerous with the ball in their hands. They will make you miss tackles, and they will they can take what should be a five or six yard gain, and they can turn it into a touchdown in the literal blink of an eye. Um, not to mention that uh, is it Jamison Williams? Um, Correct. Yes, I wanted to make sure. Um, not to mention Jamison Williams is back. He got involved a little bit last week. I don't, he didn't have a catch, but he was out there for a few snaps, uh, on the offense. I think I, he's on my fantasy team. So I've been reading up on him a lot, waiting for him to just become their number one wide receiver late in the season, carry me home to a championship. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting that, He's gonna be he's gonna be in this game. Jamison Williams is Amon Ross St. Brown. DJ Chalk is no scrub. I mean, they just have the wide receivers are really the scariest part of the team to me. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. And and when I say people, I mean NFL teams. They feel like we have to take that away. And then DeAndre Swift, you know, goes for 150 yards, and Jamal Williams takes like three touchdowns from the from the one yard line in. So. This offense, it, it, I, I don't think it can be understated just how potent it is. Um, but on the flip side, let's not act like they are, you know, that, that we have New England's, uh, what, what did you call it, a water gun offense? Water pistol. Water pistol. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like we have a water pistol offense of, of our own. We have an offense yeah. that has, has Coco Chains, who's playing in his home state, He's going to be feeling himself. We have the best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. We have Adam Thielen. Maybe he's going to be elevated after receiving the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, nomination uh, to represent the Vikings in that. That's a huge thing, and I wanted to bring that up because that's really great for him, and that's really cool. Um, Then we have Dalvin Cook, and the offensive line's been playing well. We might be getting Darius all back. I mean, let's not act like... If this game, if Detroit puts up fifty, the the Vikings have every chance to put up fifty-one. I, I mean, legitimately. So um, I think it's going to be exciting to see. I, I think a heavyweight bout of two very powerful offenses just swinging with their best shots, and I think it's going to come down to which defense makes the big play. And our defense is kind of, sh- and I don't, I, I never want to say like I'm going to rely on turnovers to win us a game. But our defense has a history now of like four or five times this season. We needed a stop, and we get an interception, and then we take knees. So it might come down to Jared Goff, a Jared Goff overthrow on the last drive that Cam Bynum picks off. And then um, I'll be honest, I did I, he well that flag. I do not know where like he is from or where his is it the Philippines. Um, yep. So maybe you know he he gets the Philippines uh, flag back uh, you know over his shoulders and and he gets to drape in that oh Harrison Smith or any of the guys I mean really any of them so I don't know I'm excited yeah. um, who do you think on the Vikings offense poses the biggest threat to Detroit? <laughs> it's almost uh, as I was prepping for the show today I was I was almost just chuckling because I think my answer is everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, and I don't mean to you know joke about the Lions defense so much, but I mean they, like I said they've been better in the last few weeks. But um, let's take in, let's let's keep in mind that the offenses they played were you know the Jaguars and um, 
the the Packers when they were at their lowest and some of these other teams that are just not so great. But um, like I said, their defense is bad. It's uh, it's it's bad. And, you know, they, they were able to put the Vikings in some tough situations in week three. And um, but the thing that I think that I know about that is that was the third week of the O'Connell experiment. And now this is week third or week 14. So um, 12 games under our belt. There's a lot more experience with the offense, a lot more confidence. Um, I don't foresee the Vikings struggling offensively in this game. Right. Um, now, now they might not put up 45 points, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. This is a alliance defense that for the better part of this season was historically the worst in the last 23 seasons. So uh, across the board. And so um, in terms of the biggest threat, I mean, they had a decent game plan against Justin Jefferson in week three, but that was also before Justin Jefferson was really figuring out how to beat double teams. And now his ability to beat double teams, sometimes by simply just running right through them, um, has completely annihilated defenses, especially I'm thinking, you know, Buffalo and the New England games were just, um, he, he did, he kind of disregarded the double teams and just dominated the game. So he's kind of the obvious choice. Right. But I think I also, I also think of um, just TJ Hawkinson and I'll just say it now. He's, he's getting my game ball this week because um, it's not necessarily because um the matchups favor him. I think the, the, the Lions, if anything, have some decent linebackers. Um, so their ability to cover him might be okay. But I think I think two things. One, if the Vikings win this game, TJ Hawkinson is getting a game ball. Simply because Kirk Cousins got a game ball in Washington. Zadarius Smith got a game ball against the Packers. Patrick Peterson and Jordan Hicks got a game ball against the Cardinals. You see where I'm going here. I think when I see the paddle. <laughs> when we see a team... And we beat a team that we have players uh, that used to play for that team. That said player will get a game ball. The other one I missed was Harrison Phillips in Buffalo. So um, I also just see TJ Hawkinson is playing free. He's playing. He's happy. Interestingly enough, the Vikings and the Lions are both four and one since he left. Um, <laughs> but I also just see him wanting to just stake his claim as you know the pro bowl talent that he is going back to detroit kind of to make make sure they know what they lost um so i foresee a big game from 87 and uh, i think he'll get in the end zone he's used to finding that blue end zone in detroit so um yeah i think i'll, I'll say hawkinson i mean what say you what, what sort of matchups do you see as something that the vikings can exploit honestly i think that the vikings if we could just impose our will and do whatever we wanted uh running the ball would probably be best if dalvin cook could have like a classic vintage dalvin day um if we could just chown out you know four or five yards of carry and just keep the ball away from detroit i mean if everyone talks about detroit's offense and how it's really toned on and we 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 spent a bunch of time earlier in this show even just talking about all of the weapons that they have and okay let's just not let them see the field that's the best way you know that's how that's how you see a team like indianapolis last season beat kansas city going at kansas city had about three turnovers in that game i believe but still like you know the ball control that whole thing so i think dalvin cook having a big game is going to be is going to be crucial ish to to this i'm uh, we'll get into scale predictions and everything in a little bit i think dalvin will have a big second half 
um, for the Minnesota Vikings because my score predictions tonight, spoiler, it's it's a whole game. It is not just like what's at the end. It is a whole game. By the way, really quickly, do want to shout out Purple Pocket Podcast uh, says, Skull fellas, let's smash the kittens. Uh, I appreciate that, Purple Pocket. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then Danny Goodwin saying, Skull and hi. Uh, hello, Danny. Welcome back. Um, and thank you guys. Danny, for former t- guest of the show. Absolutely. Danny, FOMO guest of the show. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. So welcome back to Load the Box. Uh, and I'm glad you're tuned in and I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, but I did, I did want to call you out here because like, I just picked TJ Hawkinson to be my game ball. And honestly, kind of a, a explicitive, uh, expli- expletive, ex- whatever, kind of a bad world move by me um, to pick Hawkinson the week before the Detroit game. Um, yeah. So probably should have put a little bit of false. I really, th- he was right there, man. Cousins overthrew. Oh. He was right there. I can't get over well, and it. And also, also, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the all 22 tape from Jefferson's touchdown. Cousins definitely kind of thrown into Hawkinson too. He was open as well. Well, that's okay. So. I have Jefferson. I have Jefferson on my fantasy team, so I would rather Jefferson get the touchdowns. Honestly, I would rather just see the Vikings win games if if we're if we're being open and honest here. But um, getting into my game ball on the defensive side, um, I'm actually I'm just going to read the text that I sent to you after I sent you my skull prediction, and you said LFG exactly LFG, and then I said Dubs on Dubs, Daniel Hunter foul sack game. It's time. It is it, game ball. Excuse me. It is time. Like, Daniil Hunter, I'm thinking back to three, four years ago when we had, like, nine or ten sacks against – was it Matt Stafford then? It was yeah. – yeah. It was Matt Stafford, and we just annihilated him in that game. And so I'm thinking back to that, and I just feel like the Vikings pass rush was really good for, like, half the season so far. And then it, it's kind of fallen off. So I think that we're going to have another like nine sack game on Sunday because it feels like this Vikings pass rush is a volcano that is just ready to blow. And I think Sunday is when it blows. I'll give my skull prediction very quickly and then I'll pass it for you to you for final thoughts and a skull prediction. And then, and then we'll get out of here. But um, I've got the Vikings winning this game 43 to 24. That is 43 to 24. And I think this is a game where the Vikings go up like I'm going to I think the Vikings dominate the first half to the tune of like a 21 to 3 halftime score. And then this is where it gets interesting. Second half, Detroit comes out, they score three straight touchdowns. So it's now 21-24 and Vikings fans are peeing their pants. Well, like, oh my God, it's happening. And then the defense starts getting the nine sacks and we go on and we ride to victory. We win 43 to 24. The offense explodes, the defense explodes. And we come on on Monday night, screeching like banshees that we won the T. Shelton hat. This kind of feels like a bowl game. And I hate that cousins called it the T. Shelton hat game. Cause that's all that's in my head now is just like, that, that's all that's going to be playing. But we come on Monday night feeling very confident about this team. We get the blowout win. We beat a team that's hotter than heck right now. And we do it with a dominant second half of football 
um, outside of, you know, the three-story touchdowns that we give up. So there you go. There's the, there's the like, I have went deep. In, I need it. I need to blow somebody out so bad. I just want to do the goody and be happy and not have a howd attack in the middle of a football game. So I'll pass it off to you for your, for your score prediction because, I spoiler, I think, I think it's going to be a howd attack game. <laughs> so, so does this mean that, the Vikings are again going to get shut out in the third quarter and then just go crazy in the fourth quarter. Is that what you're saying? I don't know if they will do like a Dallas, like just put, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's, it would only be, according to my little calculation, 22 points in the fourth quarter, which means we're going to go for two or kick a lot of field goals. But I'm down. I'm 100% down. Um, I don't know, man. You know what? Yeah, we'll do it. We're going full Dallas. We're going full Dallas. We'll put make it fifty six to twenty four. Just keep running it up. Like we're just gonna get scooping skulls and pick sixes and touchdowns. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling myself tonight, Will. All right. So while Jordan is being emotional and overexcited, <laughs> here, I'll be a little bit more realistic. Um, every game the Vikings have played effectively since week two or week three has been a nail biter. Throughout the Dallas game. Um, it'll be close again. Let's just let's just be frank here. I don't see a whole lot of defense being played here. Um, the Vikings defense is frankly not very good. They've been situational. Um, one little caveat on that, though, the Lions are the best red zone offense in the league. And now the Vikings have really shut the teams down in the red zone the last two weeks. I think they were the they only allowed one touchdown in nine trips between the Jets and the Patriots games. But like I said, this isn't the Jets and the Patriots water pistol offense. The, the Lions can punch it in and they can score. And so I think it's going to be high scoring. Frankly, I think the Vikings, if they keep this lower scoring, they'll have honestly a better chance to win because like you said earlier, Jordan, you want to keep the Lions offense off the field. And so, you know, getting into a shootout with one of the best offenses in the league probably isn't the best recipe for success, but Let's also be honest about the Vikings offense. They have played four of the top 10 defenses in the NFL the last four weeks. They have done mostly very good against them, save the Dallas game, um, scoring 33 in Buffalo, 33 against New England, 27 against New York. So it's not outlandish to see the Vikings score 37, and they're going to win this game 37-34. It's going to be nail-biting. Most likely, Let's Greg Joseph will hit a game-winning field goal. It's just probably the way this game is going to go. Um, we'll probably all be stressed um, just <laughs> because that's what the Vikings do to us most Sundays. But um, I think you just, you, the, the reason why you know, I'm taking the Vikings a is just, I think they're the better team, but also is the situational part of this game. The Vikings have clearly shown to be literal masters at it. Yes. There's got to be some luck involved, but also nine straight can't be all luck. And the Lions, on the other hand, like I said earlier, have struggled in, in close games. So, again, it's it's going to come down to some clutch plays and some smart plays. And Dan Campbell does not have a smart, buttoned-up team. On the other hand, the Vikings are. So that, that'll win the game for the Vikings again, like it always has um, this season. So uh, my final just tiny little thought. It's looking like we'll get Cam Dantzler back. I don't even think he's on the injury report this week, which is huge. Um, yeah, he's not even on the initial injury report. So that's huge. Um, he'll probably be starting on Sunday opposite Patrick Peterson. Unfortunately, um, my favorite, Caleb Evans, he is on the injured reserve, um, which is kind of a heartbreaker for him. 
you know, and for the team. He's, he's had a pretty good rookie season when he has seen the field, but another concussion. Um, that means he's out at least until week 18, I believe. So um, tough break for a Caleb, but wishing him the best. Um, that's it. Um, on to Detroit. I'm excited for this one. Um, I think it'll be another fun, wild one. A lot of offense, let's be frank, is fun for them. Looks like we froze up a little bit here. So I am going to jump in. Here we go. Improv time. Uh, yeah. No, uh, wait, Will, can you hear me? Sorry. I, I lost you for a second. Yes, we, we disconnected. But Okay, continue, please. No, I was just going to hand it back to you. Okay. All right. Um, I panicked there for a hot set. And you could see it. You're, I'm going to rewatch this tomorrow. You're going to see it in my eyes, the panic. And also, we're going to see the fear in Detroit's eyes as we are unified in selecting the Vikings to win this game. Make sure to check out Unified Athletic Whale for all of your jersey needs, all of your just cool sweatpants and and you know cool shirts they, they, they just they make cool stuff check them out um make sure to follow the show on twitter at ltb vikings follow will on twitter at will bad lose goat twitter handle and check out the bad loser blog and vikings territory.com and uh, let's let's all agree on one thing whether it's a blowout whether it's close whether it's a loss the Vikings are winning this division this season at some point. And also, this is it's going to be fun on Sunday, I think. I think this is going to be a very fun, uh, uh, you know, measuring stick game. The Vikings, this kind of has playoff atmosphere to it a little bit. So um, let's see what the Vikings are made of. Let's go out. Let's get a road division win. And let, let's let's put on some T-shirts and hats, shall we? So as, uh, as we always do here at Load the Box, we will leave you with a skull, y'all.